أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حال شهد نستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يسلح لكم أعمابكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما ونعقبة بن عامر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال جاء رجل إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال من نجات قال املك عليك لسانك وليسعك بيتك وبكي على خطيئتك او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ريسبكتد علماء اكرام اللز ان فرندز ان اسلام السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته ان اوردر فور ا پرسن تو ميك ا كونسرتد تشينج ان هيز لايف تو ثينجز ار نيسيس وان هيز اكنوليدجمنت اند ذا سيكند هيز ا كونسرتد افورت تو كوريكت وانز رونغ اف ا پرسن دازنت اكنوليدج هيز رونغ وين هيز كريتيسايز هي دازنت اكنوليدج هيز رونغ اند هي دازنت انتند تو تشينج هيز ويز ذن ات بيكمز فيري ديفيكالت فور ذات پرسن تو كوريكت وي نورمالي هير statement that this person is in a state of denial and often it happens when a person is in a state of denial it becomes very difficult for that person to see the correct the right and accordingly change and adjust his life if we look in a life of sahaba ikram a very outstanding incident with regards to the battle of tabuk when nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam and this was the final battle and expedition that nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam undertook which was one of the greatest difficult journeys that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam undertook extreme heat and the test on sahaba was very great so the sahaba left madina munawwara and there were three sahaba together with other hypocrites munafiqin didn't take part in the battle so upon the return of nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam it was the noble habit whenever he returned from any battle or any journey he would first come into the masjid perform salah and meet those sahaba who were not able to partake in the journey so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam came into the masjid he met the sahaba 
and the Munafiqin were present, and they gave the excuses why they didn't, didn't take part in the battle. And Allah makes mention of it in the Quran. That when you come back, they give you different excuses why they didn't accompany you in the journey. But there were three sincere Sahaba. When they turn came to meet Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa they were not hiding the reason why they didn't come. And they told Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa that financially in our life, this was the most healthiest financial position we found ourselves. And Allah had blessed us with good conveyances. When you left Medina Munawwara, we thought, that our conveyances are much faster and on the road while you are traveling will catch up with and it so happened we got engrossed in our wealth in our gardens and we didn't get an opportunity to join you until you reached the place and you returned back to Medina Munawar so they were open about it that this is our shortcoming this is our difficulty so Nabi Karim said that Allah will decide with regards to you so when a person is sincere when a person is sincere and he has a genuine intention to change, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates that avenue for him to change. So Nabi Karim wahi came upon him and told him that these three sincere sahaba of yours, all the sahaba must cut relationship until Allah decides in The incident is well known. For almost 50 days, all types of relationship was cancelled with these sahaba. And we can well imagine what difficulty they endured that when they make salam with Nabi Karim Nabi used to give them a very brief salam. If somebody that we love somebody is close and dear to us and we make salam to that person and he snubs us and he makes a very brief salam this was the sahaba ikram with Nabi so Ubaid ibn Kaab he said that when I used to make salam with Nabi Karim I used to see whether the lips of Nabi used to move whether he replied to my salam so after 50 days now this was a period of tarbiyah. This was a period of trying to correct the wrong that the sahaba done. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after 50 days accepted the tawbah, accept the repentance. But the point that I want to make now is that when the wrong was brought before them, they accepted it, they acknowledged it, and they made a concerted effort to change their life. This is exactly what is our situation today. So whatever is happening around the world, there are numerous verses of the Quran Sharif that indicate that whatever is happening is because of our action. We have to take responsibility what is happening in Palestine, what is happening in different parts of the world, this is definitely happening because of our actions. And normally what happens in these situations, that shaitan diverts our mind and he makes us focus on those things that will not change the situation. So we will blame blame on others. And this is precisely how he works. That when we, and this is a human instinct, this is a human instinct, that when a person is acknowledged and praised, then he feels happy about it, he feels inflated about it. And when a person is criticized, he always wants to deflect the criticism. He always wants to blame it on somebody else. Whereas the noble habit of Nabi Karim Wasallam, whenever he was praised, Nabi Karim Wasallam always expressed humility and tawab. There was one Sahabi who traveled in Sham. And on his journey, he seen something very strange. That the leader of that community, the leader of that community who was like a mayor. So out of a mark of respect, the subjects used to come and make sajda in front of him. So he saw this happening. So when he came to Medina Munawara, he expressed this to Nabi Karim sallallahu that I traveled to Sham. And as a mark of respect, I saw people were bound down to somebody who was in authority. And I thought to myself that you are more worthy that we must make sajda to you because you are the Nabi of Allah. You are the best of Allah's creation. So if there was anybody, if there was anybody whom was desired 
deserve to make sajda in front of you. The Nabi Kareem Sallallahu this is how it deflected place. He said that if I passed away, will you make sajda on my qabr? Because we only worship Allah. We don't worship any being besides Allah. So then Nabi Sallallahu said that if, if anybody was worthy of somebody making sajda, then the husband would be entitled that the wife must make sajda. And this was purely because to deflect the place from Nabi Kareem And on numerous occasions, when it came to the hadith of the year after, when Allah will bless Nabi Kareem Sallallahu with a very high position, when Nabi Sallallahu mentioned the hadith with regards to that, he said one of the slaves of Allah will have this position. He never says that I will have and then after that he said, وَأَرْجُوَنْ أَكُونَهُ Nabi Sallallahu said, it is my hope that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will give me that position. This was the level of the world. Once somebody came to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and he told him that you are better than Abu Bakr. You are better than Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala. So this is praise. Anta khayru min Abi Bakr. So Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala replied, he said, لَلَيْلَةٌ مِنْ أَبِي بَكْرٍ خَيْرٌ مِنْ أُمَرْ وَآلِ وَآلِ The one night that Abu Bakr was spent with Nabi Wasallam in the cave on the journey of Hijrat is better than Umar and the entire family of Umar. Is better than Umar and the entire family. So this was the nature of Sahaba. They always deflected praise. And whenever it came to criticism, to correct themselves, they did done some introspection. And accordingly, they adjusted themselves. They got the incident that told you of the book. Unfortunately, nowadays, when it comes to criticism, then we always want to deflect the criticism. And we want to blame it on somebody. That's why we never ever change. You are a person, you don't come for Fajr namaz. It is very dangerous for me to come out. Very dangerous for me to come out. But the unfortunate part is till 12, 1 o'clock is busy on his phone. He can't wake up for Fajr. So we look for ways to excuse to try and divert the wrongs that we are going through. This was not the way of the Sahaba. Whenever they were cautioned with regards to their wrongs, immediately they are Immediately they change. My respected elders in the world is actually a reflection of our actions. We have to concentrate on how we can better ourselves. We read the news and we see the pictures and whoever we interact with, it drops down their morale. They feel very down. They feel dejected at what we are seeing. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has always shown positivity in the Quran. Allah has always shown positivity in the Quran. On the battle of Uhud, when the Muslims suffered a defeat. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to console the believers, Allah mentioned, that if you suffer the defeat, then you must also remind yourself that people before also suffered defeats. You can never always be victorious. This chain of victory and loss and defeat is in the hands of Allah. Allah passes it to whoever He wants according to His wisdom. Whatever is happening is happening to the wisdom of Allah. And Allah says after that. Sometimes Allah uses these excuses to test us. So Allah can know those who are the truthful ones. And those who are falsifying, who are untruthful with Allah. Their connection with Allah. So it is important, it is important that we must change ourselves. There's an incident mentioned in the kitabs with regards a woman, she was making tawaf of the Baytullah. And there was a pious person, there was a pious person that was making tawaf that heard her cry to Allah. And while making tawaf, she made this dua. That, oh Allah, I guarantee you that the promise that I've taken with you, I'll never break it. The promise that I've made with you, I'll never break it. So this pious person overheard the statement and he asked her, that, what is the reality to this statement? So she said, that once we were traveling in a boat, and this boat happened to extreme, uh, went through some difficulty on the waters, and it capsized. I had a very small baby, and there was a piece of wood 
that myself and my baby we clung on to. And there was one more young boy who was a slave. He managed to get his hand on that board. And the rest of the, the people, they drowned. So when we came to that situation, this young boy, when he saw me, he had evil intentions. He made evil advances towards me. And he took my small child and threw it into the ocean. So I told him that, oh, slave of Allah, fear what you are doing. Be cognizant of the fact that we are going through some difficulty. Fear Allah. But notwithstanding that, he still continued. Notwithstanding that, he still continued his evil advance. So this is precisely our situation now. So whatever is happening around the world, we talk about it, we express our concern verbally. How much internalization we have done within ourselves that I have adjusted my lifestyle so that Allah can change the condition of the ummah. Am I punctual with my salah in the masjid? Have I increased my zikrullah? Have I made dua for the ummah? However, when we talk about the news, we analyze the news, we give our opinions on it. And sometimes over the dinner table, sometimes over occasions, hours will pass by. Very bad, very bad. It's very difficult. What is happening? But how many of us have done some introspection within ourselves that our actions are bad? And accordingly, Allah will change the condition. So she made dua at this, at this point, oh Allah, you know this person's intention, and you are very close to us, even closer than our own selves. Oh Allah, save me from this person. And I promise you that I am not here to break any of your commandments. So Allah from his unseen, from his unseen powers, Allah brought a massive fish from the ocean and swallowed it. So anyway, she managed to save herself and came to shore. When she came to shore, she saw there were a lot of people there. And they welcomed her and they asked her, what's the reality? So she said, this was the reality. I had a baby that was thrown into the water. So to her surprise, they told her that a few days ago, a huge creature came when we were at the shore and said that if you want goodness in your life, take this baby that's on my back. So they took it. They didn't know it was a child of this woman. So when she went, she saw it was her child. And she renewed her promise and a vow with Allah. That, that promise that I made when I was on the waters, when my life was at stake, that I would never disobey you. Ya Allah, I'm renewing my vow. So when she was making the vow for the Baytullah, she always reminds herself with regards to that vow, that Allah, that vow that I made with you, I'm, re- I'm reaffirming my vow with you that I will not displease. This is exactly our position now. That we have to reaffirm our vow with Allah. When we were in the world of souls, then Allah asked us a question, Allah to be Rabbikum. Am I not your Rabb? Am I not your Lord? We said, Qalu bala. We all said, definitely Allah, you are our Rabb. So this is the affirmation we made with Allah. So we have to remind ourselves and accordingly adjust our life now to fulfill that promise that we made with Allah. We have to. The hadith that I narrated before you is a rewind that comes in Tirmidhi. One Sahabi came to Nabi Sallallahu and he asked him, Man Najat? Oh Nabi of Allah, what is Najat? Where lies my success? Everybody is looking for success. Everybody is looking for sukun, contentment. The Nabi Sallallahu gave him three advices. If you do these three things, your success is easy. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told him, The first recipe for your success is to control your tongue. Many times when it comes to these type of things of success, we think it to be some long namaz, some long ibadah. Nabi Sallallahu said, control your tongue. This tongue that Allah has given us is such a powerful tool. In one hadith, Nabi said, it can take you to the depths of Jahannam and it can take you to the heights of Jannah. Once Nabi Sallallahu asked the Sahaba, that who's a poor person? Sahaba said that person got no money. We'll also give that answer. Nabi Sallallahu said, in reality, a poor person is that person who comes on a day of Qiyamah, Amaluhu kamthalil jibal. His actions are so many, so many good deeds that he's done. Equivalent to the size of mountains. But then, during the course of his life, he verbally abused somebody. He accused somebody with his tongue. So then on the day of Qiyamah, the retribution has to take place. Adal. Allah doesn't tolerate zulm. Allah doesn't tolerate oppression. So sometimes you will see that oppression is taking place. But Allah has got a set time for oppression when it will expire. Allah says, Inni haramtu zulma ala nafsi wa ja'altuhu baynakum muharraman falata I've made zulm haram upon myself. Allah is saying. 
make zulam upon you a time will come when zulam and oppression will have to come to an end so if you make zulam on this world and you didn't pay for it in this world you didn't ask for maaf you didn't correct the situation then allah will take correction in the day of judgment and there the correction will not be with rams and sense there the correction will be with our good deeds the correction will be with our good deeds the protection of our good deeds is the protection of our tongue the protection of our good deeds is the protection of our tongue lot of us we do good deeds but then we nullify our good deeds with our tongues the manner in which we speak to people how we address people how we accuse people false accusations so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of kiamat will say that this person he abused you fakhud min hasanati take from his good deeds take from his good deeds so in one riwayat nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said fama dhannuka is that this riwayat is another riwayat fama dhannuka what do you think this eating this person will leave any good deeds because he needs the good deeds to such an extent all his good deeds will get exhausted and when his good deeds are exhausted then allah will take from the other person's evil deeds and put it onto him eventually he will go into the fire so he came with a lot of money he came with a lot of good deeds but because of the things that he's done in this world he exhausted his good deeds so in reality he is a pauper he had it but he lost it so allah save us so amlika alayka lisan how we talk to people how we address people how we communicate with people as the nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to smile at somebody is also a sadaqa normally we think sadaqa means to give money and big money money and big money to smile at somebody is sadaqa to remove something from the pathway is also sadaqa to give somebody directions is also sadaqa these are all sadaqa to show somebody the truth the, the, the straight path is also sadaqa to stop somebody from wrong is also sadaqa amar bil maruf sadaqa nahi anil munkar sadaqa so these are all sadaqa so nabi Whatever you say, Allah has deputed an angel to write it. On a day of kiamat, all what you have said will come in front of you. Our limbs will testify against us. Our hands will testify against us. Our legs will testify against us. So amli kalaikum. Control. Wal yasaka baytu. Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The second advice Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said. Make your house comfortable. Make your house comfortable. So that you are comfortable in your house and without any necessity you don't leave your house. Because when a person steps out of his house that is exposed to a lot of wrongs he's exposed to a lot of fitness if a person is comfortable in his house and he must stay in his house he's protected from a lot of wrongs sometimes you go somewhere and you this at the wrong place at the wrong time that's what they say you at the wrong place at the wrong time and you got caught in an altercation where whatever you came out of was something very important what an advice nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam well they say you remain indoors as far as possible you remain indoors you will be protected and thirdly nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said wabqi ala khatiya and cry over your bad deeds over your wrongs every one of us Got skeletons in our closets. Every one of us. Nobody can make this claim that is free from any wrong. In one hadith, Nabi Karim Shah Sam said that seek forgiveness of Allah seventy times a day. Seek forgiveness from Allah seventy times a day. Because I seek forgiveness from Allah seventy times. So the scholars of Hadith say seventy is just used for abundance. Seventy is used was in Arabic. The word seventy is used to show abundance. In one in one narration, it comes hundred times to make abundant istighfar. Istighfar is a very powerful tool. Istighfar is a powerful tool. Nabi Shah Sam said that istighfar is also a cure for depression istighfar is also a cure for depression and one of the ways shaitan uses us to demoralize us is to always make us feel bad about the wrongs that we have done no doubt that we have to feel bad about the wrong that we have done in one hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said when your good deeds make you happy and your bad deeds make you feel sad then this is a sign that you got iman in you it is a sign that you got iman in you you got the flame of iman in you so we feel bad on the wrong however the the bad that we have done shaitan must not bring us on the brink that he completely paralyzes us that we lose motivation in doing good deeds after that i've done wrong also and i just carry on now, now there's no hope for me nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned the hadith hadith qudsi allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that law balaghat dhunubuka anan as-sama thumma istaghfartani ghafartu laka wa la ubad that if your sins have to amount to the distance between the heavens and earth and one time you ask me for tawbah and istighfar i'll forgive you allah 
is waiting to forgive us. So all what's happening around us is used to demoralize us. And how can we undo this feeling low? Is to increase our istighfar. To increase our istighfar. Istaghfiru rabbakum innahu kana ghaffara. Allah says, make tawbah and istighfar. Allah is most forgiving. You receive sama alaykum bidrara. Allah will send down the rains for you. Allah will increase your wealth. Allah will increase your children. Allah will change your situation. Allah will change your condition. Numerous ayat and ahadith to prove this. Man lazim al-istighfar. Ja'alallahu lahu min kulli dhiqin makhraj. Whoever holds fast on the istighfar, Allah will make a way out for him from every difficulty. Allah will, take, Allah will relieve him from depression. Wa min kulli hammin faraja. Wa razaqahu min haithu la yahtasib. And Allah will bless him with risk from avenues which he cannot even imagine. So increase our istighfar. This three advices Nabi Wasallam gave with regards to najat and going on to the path of success. Any one of these three, we don't see any ibadat. We don't see salah. We don't see hajj. We don't see zakat. So how can this be a path of najat and success? So the scholars of tafsir say, that Allah explains this in the Quran. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullah wa qulu qawlan sadeelah. Those who fear Allah, Say that which is correct, what is the truth. We hear this in the khutbahs of nikah. We hear this in the khutbahs of nikah. And immediately after that Allah said, that if your speech is correct, say from ghibat, from slander, from abuse, from vulgarities, Allah says, Allah will correct all your remaining actions. Your namaz will come right, your zakat will come right, your hajj will come right, all your other actions will come right. But the correction of your tongue. Because the, 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 the tongue is actually a reflection of the heart. The tongue is a reflection of the heart. If the heart is good, the tongue will be good. If the heart is bad, the tongue will be bad. The heart, the, the, the expression of the heart is the mediums of the So you slih lakum That's why the first advice of Islam control your tongue. So Allah give us this tawfiq to control our tongue. And nowadays, there's a substitute for the tongue also. And that is the self of That is the self of Sometimes we don't say something verbally. You say it with your fingers. We forward something without verification. We send something without verification. In there, the izzat of somebody is at stake. The honor and the dignity of somebody is at stake. But because we got some personal thing against him, and we want to defame him, we just forward it. Allah save us from this. Nabi Karim Sallallahu mentioned in the hadith that if a person falsely accuses somebody without any ground, without any justification, He's got a very malicious intention. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will defame him before he dies, even though he sits in his house. Allah will bring that condition up. So Allah protect us. So whatever is happening around the world, whatever we're reading in the news, whatever we're seeing on the social media, let us turn our attention more towards Allah. Let us not discuss it. That's why I advise my friends not to even look at it. Because half of it is incorrect information, inaccurate information. It's to demoralize us and to take us away from turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us turn our attention towards Allah. How are we going to turn towards Allah? By increasing our istighfar. Make abundant this was the wazifa that Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam read when he was swallowed in by the fish. And Allah took him out from that. I am the oppressor. We worried about other oppressors. We are the biggest oppressors in ourselves. In a salah we read, Allahumma inni zalamtu nafsi zulman kathira. Wallah, I made a lot of zulam on myself. Me, myself, I made zulam on myself. Each one of us turn our attention to ourselves. Let us do some introspection. Then Allah will change the condition of the world. If we don't do introspection and we don't want to change ourselves, and Allah will never change the condition. May Allah ease the suffering of the Ummah of Nibisa in a different parts of the world. May Allah ease the pain of the people in Palestine. May Allah give us the tawfiq to change our life. Because it's not far-fetched that whatever is happening there can happen here also. Whatever is happening there can happen here. Allah is Qadir. Allah has got power over everything. Allah is in control over everything. Let us not sit with this itminan and this uh, uh, satisfaction that nothing can happen to us. In our own country, to, 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 to hear and read about earth tremors was something that was very far-fetched. In 
the recent past, how many tremors we experience in a short period of time. These are small signs that Allah has given us. That, oh, Ummat of Nabi Kareem, oh, people of this country, start changing you. Start coming closer to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we come closer to Allah, Allah will change it. Only Allah can change it. May Allah grant us the ability to change our actions, come closer to Him, and always be in His And may Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, create the avenues that we are saved from all the disobedience of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. الحمدللهالحمدللهالذيهدانالخيرالذيانومكنالنهتديلولاانهدانالله وأكملنانادينانا وتمعلنانعمتهوورضيناناليسلامدينافلانعبدولانستعينوإلاياهاللفبينقل
شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي من أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم خير الناس قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين في مشارق الأرض ومغاربها اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم من أراد بالإسلام والمسلمين خيرا فوفق كل خير ومن أراد بالإسلام والمسلمين شرا فأهلكم كما أهلت عادا وثمود اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وزدنا علما اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم اكفنا بحلالك الحرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله يرحمك الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغل يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسلم ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها 
لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبن كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك وتبارك اسمك وتعالى جدك ولا اله غيرك لا اله الا الله الاحد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد يا حنان يا منان يا بديع السماوات والارض يا ذا الجلال والاكرام جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولاساتذتنا ولمشايخنا ولمن له حق علينا ولمن اوصانا بالدعاء ولجميع المؤمنين والمؤمنات المسلمين والمسلمات اللهم اشرح صدورنا للاسلام اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان اللهم اجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم انا نسالك علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم اكفنا بحلالك حرامك واغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم اغننا بالعلم وزيننا بالحلم واكرمنا بالتقوى وجملنا بالعافيه اللهم انا نسالك الصحه والعفه والامانه وحسن الخلق والرضا بالقدر اللهم انا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءه نقمتك وجميع سخطك اللهم انا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل ونعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم اغفر أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم انصر أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم احي الدين كله في العالم كله لا يوم الدين واجعلنا سببا لذلك اللهم اشفنا واشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين وارحم موتانا وموتى المسلمين اللهم بارك لنا في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم انا نسالك الجنه وما قرب اليها من قول وعمل ونعوذ بك من جهنم وما قرب اليها من قول وعمل رب اجعلني مقيم الصلاه ومن ذريتي ربنا وتقبل دعاء ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين وجعلنا للمتقين اماما رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار صلى الله على النبي الكريم امين